This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, good morning, Canada. Zucchino back in the chair. Missed the chair. It's been a while. Working too hard yeah. these days. Not that this isn't work, but this is not like work. I enjoy Golf Talk Canada Radio yeah. in the morning. Don't tell anybody or they'll stop paying us. <laughs> well, hold on a second. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Zakito in studio with Adam Scully. Uh, week C at the PGA Championship. We'll hear from Bob later on in the second hour of the show. Skulls, how are you, man? I'm good. It's been an entertaining 36 holes uh, so far at uh, Beth Page Black. Uh, didn't really know what we were going to expect or what to expect uh, at the start of the week. You know, when guys were playing in beanies or toques, as, as we call them here up north in in cold Canada. And, and then, of course, the weather just sort of warmed up Thursday, Friday, and, and it's supposed to be the nicest day today. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't unexpected. I said last week that I thought Brooks Kepka was going to win this thing, but not have a seven-shot lead through uh, six holes. What would you think? I was going to say, well, you and I both were asked for our pick. Yeah. Uh, we did it for t- uh, TSN yeah. television this week. And, for, um, and when we spoke last week on radio, when I called in from Dallas, mm-hmm. I was there for right. Trinity Forest, PG Tour Radio. And we both picked Pat Kepka. And I also said, there's no way that you can't make him the favorite for this golf championship. Yeah. Every time the ball goes in the ground in a big championship now, in almost every tournament now, like he was faking it at Trinity Forest in Dallas last week. He's going through the motions, and he still almost won. Mm-hmm. He was just faking it. And mm-hmm. he, you could tell he was very little interest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he was our pick. And but 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 listen, there's no way I predicted this. Nor like anyone. No one. Yeah. I said, listen, he's the hands down favorite. And if I'm only allowed to give you one name of who's going to win. I'm going to give you a Brooks Kepka. Like at Augusta, I gave you a Francesco Molinari. Mm-hmm. Like if you only give me one name, that's, it. that's the name I'm going to get. And he almost pulled it off. He gagged it down the stretch. But really, hey, listen, nothing better than watching Tiger win 15th mm-hmm. major. That's awesome. But that was Molinari's to win and lose. Yeah. And he gave it away. Well, he lost it. Yeah. First time we've seen that in his career. Mm-hmm. We, you know, fast forward to where we are here now on a Saturday as we get to enter the weekend of a PGA championship. Mm-hmm. And... There's one thing we have never seen Brooks Kepka do in his career. We've seen Dustin Johnson do a large bucket of it. Mm. We've seen Phil Mickelson do it early in his career. We've seen Rory do it. We've now seen Molinari do it. Yep. We've never seen Brooks Kepka give away a championship that he had in the bag. Yeah. He's got a seven-shot lead heading into the weekend. And there's only two narratives here. And one of them is likely and one of them is unlikely, but either one of them are huge stories. It's Brooks Kepka in a walk-off home run that looks like the 97 Masters or the 2000 U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Or it's Brooks Kepka in a Van De- uh, Jean Vandeville-like yeah. epic collapse over 36 holes, and I just don't think it's going to happen, Scott. Yeah, you know, I really don't and uh, as well, and it's funny. You know, going into this major championship, I thought maybe there'd be a letdown because he had so much attention on him. Even going into the Masters, he'd won three of his last six major championships, and there was really no attention on on Brooks Kepka. He was sort of under the radar. This guy, you know, he won two major championships last year. And, you know, this earliest comments earlier this week about, you know, I'm really only only have to beat 35 people because, you know, 80 just aren't going to play well, and I'm better than everyone else. So um, the guy, he's so good for golf, I think. Because, you know, he brings he brings that cockiness. He brings that that attitude that hey, I'm just gonna beat you. And you know, so many guys are you know, 
they're not they're not cli- using many cliches per se, but they maybe don't you know re- reveal their cards if you will. And 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 Kepka really um, is that guy. And um, it's if he doesn't win this, I'm going to be shocked for sure. Well, there's gonna, that that's basically it's either a parade and a crowning. Mm-hmm. Four majors. This would be his fourth major victory in his last. Eight major starts. That is a 50%. For those of you who need the quick math, that is 50% he will be clicking them off at. And that is Tiger Woods in his prime-like numbers. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but since 2017 into 2019, that is the pace that this under-the-radar best player in the world, I don't care what the official World Golf Rankings say, and we have this argument every Every three, four weeks on Golf Talk Canada, the official World Golf Rankings, you can wrap them up in your favorite toilet paper and flush them down the toilet because that's as good as, as what they're for. The only time they've ever been accurate is when Tiger you know, had it for like 600 weeks. Yep. I think Norman had it for 300 weeks. This hot potato world ranking thing, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And this, the fact that Brooks Kepka is on the verge of winning four of his last eight majors and they don't have, and the official World Golf Rankings don't put him at number one in the world is an absolute Joke. Anyway, we're going to break it down. TSN, your home for all major championship golf. 11 a.m. this morning. We're running late already because I haven't been here in a couple weeks in this chair, and all I want to do is tell you everything I think. Everything. You see? Yeah. And by the way, uh, my John Daly rant <laughs> has gone like viral. Rip it. I'm getting people hitting me up from everywhere. 90% of the feedback is bang on Z Man. They love it. Yeah. Uh, and I, listen, I. I I don't have anything personal against John Daly, but it's a complete embarrassment. But there has been a few people that have tried to defend John Daly and suggest that he's done more for the game of golf, and I should be easy on John Daly. So today in Winner's Weird and What? Oh, volume 2? Volume oh, 2 no. as to why you're wrong, and I'm right. Wow. All right, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. Brooks Kepka, a new major championship record through 36 holes. Rounds of 63-65, he went to the range after the 65, <laughs> suggesting he did not hit it well. It's a total of 128, be- beating the previous record that was held by a-, a large group of people at 130 across a sprinkle of major championships yep. over the last 30 years. Where is this for you, uh, Scully, based on what you've seen uh, so far? This 36-hole performance in your mind based on the golf course, the field, where we are in the terms of the game of modern day, uh, just on 36 holes, where is this? Is this the... Is this the best you've seen? For me, the best I've seen still so far, I, I can't get by the 2000 U.S. Open sure. with Tiger Woods sure. at, at Pebble Beach just because how difficult it was playing. Mm-hmm. He ended up winning that by 15. Where is Kepka, and what where, what does Kepka have to do over the next eighteen hole, uh, thirty six holes to make this the best you've ever seen? Well, I mean, if you go back to the two thousand U.S. Open, Tiger Woods was the only player under par, and he was twelve under par. So here we have a number of guys who are in the red. Um, but when you look at Kepka, he was ten shots better than the field on Thursday, which was pretty darn. Uh, spectacular. And when you look at major championship records, when guys have shot 63, the next round they average 72. 
what does Kepka do? He goes out and shoots 65 and is unimpressed with the way he's hitting the ball. And it was pretty, you know, to watch the first tee yesterday, you know, Tiger's coming up. That You know, they're, they're all just focused on him and Molinari and, and all these guys. And, and the way he started that round when he just cut the corner, had 59 yards in, hit a wedge to three feet. Birdie's a second hole. Two-putt birdie. Could have easily been eagle on the fourth hole. It's just darn impressive to watch. And at the same time, he's getting his breaks as well. 18th hole. Misses the fairway by a couple paces maybe. Some spots, you have no lie. He has a pretty good lie, gets a good bounce with not much spin on that wedge, hits it to, what, 12 feet, and, and, knocks po- it and in. pours in the bird. So he's been fun to watch. He's putting on a clinic right now. Um, if he gets to double digits, maybe we could start comparing him to Tiger, but because there are still so many guys under par, I don't think we're quite there yet. Speaking of Tiger, Tiger Woods misses the cut along with John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, some big names going home. Uh, thoughts on Tiger? We will hear from Tiger Woods coming up in the next segment, but Tiger Woods, not... Uh, not feeling 100%, yeah. looking very rusty, looking very tired. I never had him circled for this one. I always had him pegged for the U.S. Open, a golf course we're going to see irons and three woods off the tee. Uh, smallest greens on the PGA Tour, Pebble Beach. You have to be the best iron player in the world to win at Pebble, at least for four days. That speaks Tiger Woods to me. Beth Page Black never spoke Tiger Woods no. to me. Yeah, I agree, and I am curious what would have happened if he had played Quail, Quail Hollow first, because I would have maybe expected this performance at the Wells Fargo Thank Championship, you. rest versus yes. rust. You know, when you get to the 10th hole, his first hole on Thursday, and you have 87 yards in and nuke it 100 yards, you know, and fly mm-hmm. the green by 15 yards. You know, some rust missing putts. He missed seven putts inside 10 feet on Thursday, stuff like that. Um, and on Friday, it just... It, that seemed like the Tiger from last year in terms of off the tee, only hitting three fairways. He was playing army golf, left, right, left. That's the right. other thing, both misses. Right? And you know, it's it, it's tough to post a score when when especially on that golf course when you can't hit fairways. So um, yeah, it, it almost wasn't unexpected. I mean, his round on Thursday easily could have been if, if he if he comes in at one under if he makes those and he coming home you had a chance to get it in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I and, hear you. And but yesterday he just didn't play very well. Listen, uh, we said it on Golf Talk Canada television. There is a balance between uh, rest, uh, rest and rust mm-hmm. for Tiger moving forward. This is what we're going to see for the remainder of his yeah. career because he he needs to conserve his energy. He needs to protect his back. He needs to do the things that allow him to play his best golf. It's going to be a balance. He's the only one that knows how to do it. If it was any other player other than Tiger, if it was somebody in their early 30s or their 20s, I'd be like, what are you doing? you got to get out there and play. Peg it up, peg it up, peg it up. I, I don't think he can do that. So on occasion... This is going to be the result because of Russ. For sure. I don't think when we get to the U.S. Open, I think... Uh, he has to play Memorial. I think, right? yeah, he's going to play... He Mem- to, I yeah. think he's going to play Memorial. I think he's going to revamp it up again. And I think what Tiger's going to do, and this is going to sound funny, but I think Tiger is going to, moving forward, pick two or three spots in the calendar, looking at his schedule, that that's where he's going to try to peak. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be one of the majors is probably going to suffer for it. This time it was the PGA Championship. Yeah. Uh, maybe in other years if they get to a golf course at the U.S. Open where he doesn't particularly like his chances, it, it might suffer. I think he's going to be able to pick two or three majors sure. to peak and maybe the rest of the year's bonus. That's what we're going to see. 100%. Leaderboard looks like this. Brooks Kepka, 12 under par. That's good for a seven-shot lead over Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott. Adam Scott playing well again in another major. Daniel Berger, where have you been? Four under par, tied with Dustin Johnson and Kelly Craft. Matt Wallace also at four under with Luke List. And Justin Rose alone at three under par, nine off the pace. We'll break it down. We'll hear from Brooks and Tiger next. This is Golf Talk Canada.
This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to a PGA Championship edition of GTC Radio. Weeks will join us in Hour 2 from Bethpage Black, Scully and Zucchino. We'll break it down, and you can't break it down without hearing from a leader. Seven-shot lead. Before we get deeper into Brooks Kepka and some of the numbers, Scully, let's hear from Brooks Kepka speaking with Golf Channel immediately following his second round. On Thursday, Brooks, you said it was one of the best rounds you ever played as a professional. How would you describe backing it up with 65? Yeah, today was a battle. Um, yeah, I putted great. Everything except the driver was was very solid. Um, you know, just battled a little bit of a block with the driver. You kind of saw it there on 17, just dropping it a little bit under, um, which is something I've done my whole career. So it's it should be an easy fix here in the range. What did the quick start out of the gates today do for you? Yeah, it was just a confidence boost. I think that's what it was. Uh, you know, to hit such a big drive there on one and have a little 60-yard, 58-yard shot, um, you know, relatively easy. And then, you know, I'm not saying that that putts uh, three-footer in the first hole is easy, but it's nice to make that feel some momentum and, and try to separate yourself. What have you figured out about these big events, major championships the last couple of years that seemingly puts you in another place? Uh, it's, I don't want to say you just kind of let things roll off your back. Um, you know, if you make a mistake, you know guys are going to make a lot of mistakes out there and just battle through it. Um, you know, you don't don't change anything from what you would in a normal event. Just uh, just focus in a little bit harder, make sure, uh, you know, my misses are in, are in the correct spot. I'm leaving myself below the hole and, and try to hit the center of the greens. Big lead heading into Saturday. Still a lot of golf left. What are some of the keys you need to do between now and tomorrow afternoon to just stay where you are? Fix that block. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm putting it great. Short game's good. Iron plays pretty solid. Just and then with the driver, just a couple blocks and you know maybe a couple blocks in the irons. But um, you know I should be fine. I, I like the way um, I'm controlling um, my misses. They're, they seem to be on the correct side of the hole. Um, so just keep doing that. Tomorrow I should be just fine. All right, before you uh, buy into the fact that he uh, drove it poorly yesterday, 71% of his fairways averaged 311 yards off the tee and hit one uh, 331 was his longest. He uh, suggested that he drove it better in round one. Well, in round one, he averaged 290 off the tee, which was 20 yards shorter in the 63. He only hit 64%, which is 7% less fairways than he did in round two to the 65. And the longest drive he hit was 328. So if you want to know the difference between a 63 and a 65 at Beth Page Black in a major, it's putts. He had 25 putts in round one and 30 putts in round two. Uh, he almost said uh, in that interview, majors are easier to win. He tried to pull it back, and he did because he's taken some heat for saying that. But let me give you my opinion or my breakdown as to why he believes majors are easier to win. And for Brooks Kepka, majors are easier to win. Uh, for the general field, they are not. They are way harder to win than a PGA Tour event. But for Brooks Kepka, this is what he's trying to say, in my opinion. <laughs> These golf courses are harder, much harder. They ask for a bigger examination, a fuller examination of your game uh, tee degree. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they are filled with pageantry that you don't see anywhere else you go. Pressure like you don't feel anywhere else you go. So because of those elements, we remove half the field. Half the field that can go to Trinity Forest and shoot 61 on a Friday, Sung Kang, Mm -hmm. who's a great PGA Tour professional, been out there a long time, turned uh, turned pro in 07, got his card in 11, wins his first tournament last week at age 31. 99% of the time, that profile of a player or a younger player just getting in a major is really removed from the equation. So Brooks is basically saying, listen, there's probably only 40 guys in this field that ha- that truly, unless they catch lightning in a bottle for four days, like John Daly did in 91, like Sean McKeel did at uh, Oak Hill. Rich Beam. Rich yeah. Beam. It happens on occasion. But without the outliers, th- take away the outliers, what Brooks Kepka is suggesting when he says majors are easier to win is what he's suggesting is there's only 40 guys here truly with the resume and the ability to, to perform over four days on this ballpark, in this pressure, the way you need to to win a major. And that's why, for me, I know every time I'm one of those 40, and I believe my A game is mm-hmm. as good or better than anybody else's. Do you buy into that theory? Because I sure. do, Adam. For sure. And, you know, at major championships, you know, you need patience. In most cases, you know, 20 under par, it's not going to be, you know, a race to 20 under par to win. It's going to be somewhere, you know, 9, 10. Of course, Brooks is 12 under par through 36 holes and is obliterating the field with one bogey through 36 holes. So he always talks about, you know, you can never take the pedal off the metal. You, you can never, you know, lose your focus for a shot because, you know, a double bogey is pretty easy to make. But in terms of golf history, what he could do this week is pretty impressive. No player in men's golf history, has won his first four major championships in a span of two years or less. Brooks Kepka would be the first ever player in golf history to do that I'd if he wins this week. That, that's an incredible number. That is a massive, like, massive But number. so, uh, say he does win this, and, and we joke about it all the time about you know his workout habits, but are we going to see... You know, guys try to bulk up and, and start benching well, 225. That's an interesting times. question because you know I've been hard on that. I you know you know most players that have gone that route have have suffered in some way, whether it be mechanics or injury or touch, uh, or. or touch. You know, Rory went down that road, backed off. Jason Day's gone down that road. It's hurt his game. We know the Tiger history, um, but. <laughs> Kepka is a different animal, and he's a big boy. Yeah, he is he's a linebacker. He he is the model modern day athlete for any for almost any sport. And now he's a golfer, and yeah. happens to be a golfer yeah. really right now. And you're right, he's a linebacker. We're running out of time in segment two. We need to hear from Tiger Woods. Let's hear Tiger's thoughts on uh, a quick 36 at the PGA. Uh, well, I'm not playing the weekend, that's all. Uh, that's disappointing and. Um, just didn't quite, uh, just didn't quite have it. You know, I, <clears throat> I'm the Masters champion, and at 43 years old, and that's a pretty good accomplishment. Uh, it's just the way it goes. You know, it's just the way it goes. You know, sometimes, and you know, I just don't feel well, and just not able to do it. So, um, thought uh, resting would be better, uh, so I'd have energy to play. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I just didn't. Uh, I made too many mistakes, you know, and just didn't uh, didn't do the little things I need to do. You know, I had a couple three putts. Uh, I didn't hit wedges close. Didn't hit any fairways today. You know, um, 
did a lot of little things wrong. Yeah, and listen, we, we spoke about Tiger in the first segment. He was rusty. He wasn't feeling well. Uh, he wasn't ready to play golf at a championship mm-hmm. level, and I don't think he cared. i got to be honest with you, and I, I hate to say that about the PGA Championship, Scully, but after he won the Masters and the celebration of the 15th major and the I guess the cherry on top of the comeback, so to speak, I just don't think he cared at all, and I don't think I think he's already thinking about Pebble Beach. I think he'll be ready by the time we get to Pebble again, uh, and have uh, this game much more in order and way more focused and ready to go at Pebble for the U.S. Open. I think uh, I think he's at the I think he's at the PGA Championship because he felt he had to be there. Well, and it it's a, it goes back to you know Tiger being a more you know we can relate to Tiger a little more. If 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 one of us had won the Masters at 43 years old, we would have had more red wine in the next two weeks than anyone in the world. You know, we, we would have <laughs> celebrated like crazy. And I'm sure Tiger Woods had a good celebration, but he's sort of at, at Quail Hollow. He wasn't ready to play yet. Yeah. And he and he said that. And um, you know, he's he's as you say, he's going to peak for Pebble Beach and. And Portrush is still a bit of an unknown to m- many players, except for McElroy and GMAC, if he gets in the Maybe. field. Maybe. It's been re- renovated. I yeah, don't even know if they holes. know. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, for Tiger, uh, I guess it wasn't unexpected. Maybe the, the sickness didn't help him as well, whatever yeah. that was, playing yeah. nine holes in three days before. Right. Um, but just a week to forget for Tiger. For yeah, sure. very much. And the one thing we've learned with Tiger over the years as well, and it's similar to what Brooks Kepka is doing right now, is don't poke the bear. Yeah. Don't give him a chip on their shoulder. Don't give him a reason to run you over uh it felt like that with tiger to 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 firmly silence everyone on the comeback with the green jacket what kepka's doing just annihilating people say i am the best in the world you got to start talking about me as opposed to ignoring me i don't think tiger there wasn't that reason to get up for this there was a reason to just forget almost forget about it Mm -hmm. all right on the other side we're going to hear from the chasers jordan spieth seven back also chasing history but seven shots and hasn't been here in a while. We'll uh, hear from Jordan coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Zucchino in studio with you. We will be joined by Bob Weeks in hour two. Only five men have ever won the professional Grand Slam career, career Grand Slam of golf. Jordan Spieth uh, this week trying to become the sixth. Uh, we have the annual conversation about Rory McIlroy at the Masters when he tries to join that Mount Rushmore and has been unable to do so. We've been doing it for quite some time with Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open, and that conversation might get more heated this time around considering we're playing the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach where Phil Mickelson's won five times before. Including this year. Including this year. He'll have an opportunity again, once again, at age 49, as he will turn 49 that weekend at Pebble. Uh, to join that Mount Rushmore. Well, Jordan Spieth now is also in focus at the PGA Championship, needing that one major, trying to become the sixth man to do so. Rounds of 69-66, Jordan's been lost in the wilderness uh, 
Uh, I, we were all, I guess, a little wrong last week. We suggested that you can't put anything in his ball striking at Trinity Forest because the Tigers are so wide. He obviously found something, right, Adam? He found something for sure, and you know, hitting it both ways off off the tee, you know, left to right, right to left, and you know, he was even saying there were a couple tee shots where. Uh, at the beginning of the year, late last year, he wouldn't even try to hit because he had no hope hitting that shot. And it seems, I mean, there were still a couple instances yesterday where that quick hook came into play. But definitely, as as we mentioned last week, uh, you, Bob, and I, um, that flat stick is back. And um, we saw him walking in putts left, right, and center. And, you know, to have two rounds in the 60s so far, it's, it's nice to see Jordan back in the game. Um, I am curious to see um, as we get into the weekend uh, all year on tour yes he's had this struggle his his top finish uh, at the Masters of T21 but during the weekend he has struggled this year Um, I'll start off in the second round his PGA Tour scoring average is third but then you go to the third round it's tied for 193rd and the final round is 208th so we'll see which Jordan Spieth shows up um, obviously, he's been great in major championships in the past. It's this first real time in contention in a golf tournament period since the Open Championship last year where he faltered on Sunday. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, this is a real test. The first one we've seen in quite some time. And to your point, uh, Jordan has always lived and died with the putter. Yeah. Uh, but take a look at some of these numbers. Greens and regulation in the first round, 83% of his greens and regulation in the first ta- uh, round matched with 30 putts. In round two, he hit only 50%, only half of his greens in regulation, but had a putting round of only 23 putts. So that putter saved his skin in the second round and puts him in a tie for second along with Adam Scott at five under par, seven off the lead. He will play in the final group, Spieth, along with Brooks Kepka at 250 Eastern, seven off the pace after rounds of 69 and 66. Let's hear from Jordan Spieth. Here with Jordan Spieth, four under on the day, five under overall. All season, you've been talking about figuring out a way to eliminate the big mistakes on the scorecard. You did that today. Technically, what was going on to make your swing so consistent all 18 holes? I mean, like I mentioned here yesterday, just trying to get a little bit better than yesterday and just try and um, feel like I have uh, good control of the club, good timing, um, good rhythm to the swing, um, get a little bit better each and every day. And it was nice to roll in a few putts, too. I made a, a few really big par saves today to keep the momentum going and then took advantage of the easier holes. You've also talked about thinking less, reacting more out there on the golf course. Mentally, did you feel like you just let things come to you more today than maybe overthinking what could go wrong? Um, yeah, and it's less of what could go wrong. It's more of just trying to force things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I, I didn't do that. In this golf course, you actually can't. So it requires more patience, which is nice because that feeds into what I'm trying to do, especially starting on that back nine. It was nice to be one under through the first three holes. Those are, those are some mean holes. You put yourself in a great position heading into the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Trying to track down the untrackable, the unchaseable, and Brooks Kapka has to close a gap of seven shots with 36 holes in the final group. Our penultimate group of Adam Scott, a major championship winner that has showed some really great form in the last year, a uh, year and a half, a return to form for Adam Scott. Uh, we'll get a little bit into him in Winners Weird and What later <laughs> on today. Uh, just a little bit of a head scratcher. I'd like to know more. I'd love to have one-on-one with Adam Scott and ask him some putting questions, but we'll talk about that later. He's five under. 
uh, and he's playing alongside Daniel Berger. Where has Daniel Berger been? Uh, also in uh, at four under par is Dustin Johnson and Kelly Kraft. Dustin Johnson going off at 2.30 this afternoon. Before we hear from Dustin Johnson, I spoke with Jeff McDonald, our program director at TSN yes. 1050 yesterday, who's a massive golf fan, massive Tiger fan. Uh, he believes or, or buys into our take on Tiger, how we felt about Tiger in terms of just some rust, rest and, versus and, rest, yeah, yeah. Uh, and thinks that you know, he'll be back for the U.S. Open for sure. In this. But he brought up a good point to me. We were just chatting. He says, you know, Dustin Johnson uh, reminds him a lot of Fred Couples. He is the 2019 version of Fred Couples. And look at the parallels. Interesting. Uh, 20 PGA Tour victories. A, a, a golf swing that you know, everyone would die for. Natural ability, certainly a swing you wouldn't teach, swing you were born with, right? Uh, fan favorite, people love them both, right? Dustin Johnson, Fred Couples, one major championship. Hmm. One major, that's it. And uh, both two of the longest players of their generation. I think the one difference might be now that I think about this more is that. Uh, Fred Couples didn't give away as many majors. Fred yep. Couples didn't never actually put him in. He had a, a few opportunities to win, but never had the gag reflexes that right. Dustin Johnson has had over his career. And some of them aren't even gag reflexes. Some of them are just some of the worst de- decision-making I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life as well. That we do a, a lot of time of that. Yeah. But uh, I found that very interesting. Yeah. Before we jump into this further, uh, let's hear from Dustin Johnson, who will start the weekend eight shots back. Second round, 67 for Dustin Johnson. You told me yesterday you were happy with your play, but you had to give yourself more opportunities. How were you able to do that today? Yeah, I felt like I did a really good job today. I hit hit the ball really well, drove it good, um, hit a lot of really good iron shots, gave myself a lot of looks at at birdie. Um, You know, made some nice putts, but I missed quite a few short ones. Um, You know, kind of the same as yesterday. But, you know, the greens are really tricky to read. Um, You know, they're real flat, and so they a lot of subtle little breaks. And um, I felt like I, I rolled it well today, though. So I'm pleased with the score again and pleased with how I played. World number one, your winning resume speaks for itself. Brooks Kepka has even said he's learned things from you in terms of how to win on a big stage. For you, what's it going to take to be able to get this second major championship on the weekend? Um, I'm going to need to play the next two days how I, how I did the first two days. Um, I felt like you know I've given myself a lot of chance. I've hit a lot of greens, and you know, that's what I need to do the next two days. All right, thanks for the time. Two years ago, Adam, we would suggest that Brooks Kepka, when he performed well, was outdoing DJ in terms of doing a better version of DJ than himself. That Brooks Kepka was taking a page from the DJ book and not only just how he played the game, but his demeanor and his nonchalant, I don't care attitude. Has that script flipped for you? Is it now DJ trying to do what Kepka's doing and Kepka's the lead dog in this race? I, I would say for sure. I mean, you know, DJ's got to be a little jealous of what his, his so called best friend is doing. Yes, they work out all the time. And and their careers are very different. You know, Brooks Kepka, five career PGA Tour wins, three major championships. Dustin Johnson, 20 career PGA Tour wins, one major championship. Uh, you know, DJ's had, he's obviously a little older. He's had more opportunities in the past, but he, he's had more failures than success successes and ma- major championships. And I know we can certainly see that Kepka has that killer instinct that I'm just going to beat you. We've never really seen at least on the outside, that fire from DJ, you know, that big fist pump, that Tiger-esque fist pumper, um, that sort of thing. So I, I, I do think DJ might be a little 
uh, jealous of what Kepka's doing. And, and um, even the U.S. Open last year when, when DJ was in total control through uh, 36 holes. And yes, the Saturday at Shinnecock was not the greatest golf course in the world. But um, it'll be curious to see if DJ can sort of put the hammer down a little more on Kepka this weekend. Hey, he's going to have to. And I don't think there's a big enough hammer in the world right now that any of these guys are carrying, including uh, this man, Adam Scott, who's playing uh, very solid golf with rounds of 71 64. Let's, before we uh, go to break, let's hear from Adam Scott, who is also at five under, tied uh, for second place alongside Jordan Spieth. The last, so I, I mean, look, overall, you should 64. I thought, I thought there was, well, there was lower possible leaving the 15th green, you know, 16, 17, 18 today, actually very gettable uh, with the tee up on 17. But, you know, I mean, it was a, a fleeting thought. Um, and yeah not, that, not happening at the end of the day in the end I was very happy to get it up and down for 64 on the last so I, I mean look overall you shoot 64 in a major you've had a great day and I did today it was a great start and managed to keep it going for a lot of the day Adam Scott tied for second to five under. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we'll hear from Big Lefty, who is even par through two rounds of golf. And I think overall surprising some people. I, I think a lot of us 100%. thought that he would not be making the cut in a driving contest. Yeah. And Rory, but, but he's hitting bombs. Bombs, baby, with those calves. <laughs> and Rory McIlroy, who was really, if you oh want to talk goodness. about a golf course like Beth Page, who's it built for? I think the three names on the top of your list are Kepka, DJ, and Rory. And Rory, Rory just barely making it one better than the number. We'll hear from Phil and Rory next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada's Adam Scully, Mark Zucchino, wind down the first hour, the front side. The front side, yeah. PGA Championship Golf Talk Canada Radio. Uh, we left you with Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy making it to the weekend. I think two different ways to look at being out of this tournament but playing the weekend. Let's start with the cup half full approach, Scully. This is a golf course that I don't think any of us uh, would have been surprised if Phil Mickelson had to play 36 holes and called it a tournament. Uh, we thought that if you know anyone was going to miss a cut, it would certainly be Phil Mickelson, not Tiger Woods. This is a driving contest at Beth Page Black. Who can pick shot shape, keep it in the fairway, and hit it you know over 300 yards? Phil Mickelson, even in his heyday didn't like an accuracy driving contest, even when he was in his prime. Yet here he is at even par through 36 holes with 36 holes to go. Very impressive. I think this is a big win for 40-year-old Mickelson. For sure. You know, and, and it's it's been fun to watch him. Um, you know, he's carrying this sort of, like, it's not a seven wood, but it's like he hits a sort of hack out, like <laughs> old know. man, like an 11, it's, it's yeah. like probably a five wood. Yeah. And, um, but he's, he's hitting this, it looks like a reliable cut off the tee, but the ball speed is still up there because of all the, the, the work he's doing, just hitting 
Bombs. Bombs, baby. Bombs off the tee. Um, but it, it was it was kind of ironic in a sense. So yesterday, he tees off the back nine. Uh, so 11, his second hole. He hits it in the junk on the left. He's got, like, it, the ball's way above his feet. He's contemplating, like, hitting a wood from 160 yards. And he thinks, you know what? I'm just going to chip it out sideways. Okay, fine. Still makes double bogey, chipping it out. It's a bad <laughs> chip. Then he chips in the, on, the, on the next hole. But you know what? He's fun to watch. And it, um, I'm curious to see if he can keep it up for a third straight round. He, he still missed some, some makeable putts. Um, but uh, as you said, a, a win for Phil to, to be around for the weekend. For Only sure. hit 42% of his fairways yesterday and shot and still is even par heading to the weekend. Only Mickelson can do that. Only Phil being Phil. Let's hear from Lefty. Uh, it was okay. I didn't play very well, but I got the ball in the hole and scored okay. It, but uh, uh, it feels close. I'm looking forward to the weekend. And uh, there's some low – if you play well, there's some low rounds out there. We're seeing it, four or five hundred par rounds. And uh, I, I need to go get one of those. Sure. It is true, but the great thing about this course is that as demanding as it is tee to green, when you get on the greens, it's a very fair test. You, you know, they're fast. You can easily run it by, but you, you're not playing seven feet of break all the time trying to curl it in the side door. You can make some putts here, and I think we're seeing that, and they're just uh, in exceptional shape. Yeah, I needed to get through the back nine, and I had that double on 11, so for me to turn and one over was okay, but that took a lot of the momentum away. If I could have shot par or better or under par on that backside, the front nine was uh, totally different. You could really get, get on those nine holes. You saw Rory do it, and a lot of guys do it. And that's a good segue. Speaking of Rory McIlroy, barely making it to the weekend. The cut was four over. Rory McIlroy, three over. Before we break down McIlroy, let's hear Rory McIlroy's comments on his first 36 at Bethpage heading to Saturday. Here with Rory McIlroy. Rory, you were seven over with six holes remaining, and then you turn it on starting at the fourth hole. What did you find? Yeah, um, I just needed one putt to go in just to see something go to the bottom of the hole. Uh, you know, and that was at the fourth uh, the fourth hole. And then from there, I I started to play some good golf. And I actually, I played good golf up until that point. I just had a horrendous start, five over through three. Um, but came back well, and, you know, my goal basically after those few holes was just to be here for the weekend, and it looks like I've done that, which is nice. Yes, you have less than 50 feet worth of putts made yesterday, over 100 feet worth of putts made today. You had to make some adjustment. What was that? Yeah, um, it was more my reads. My, my, my putts, you know, the putts that I was hitting, I felt like they were good putts. I just needed to stay patient and just keep doing what I was doing and and you know sooner or later they would drop and, and thankfully they dropped just in time for me to be here for the weekend it was impressive on that second nine enjoy the weekend here and there it is Rory McIlroy for a player Adam uh, that has lived inside the top three in strokes gain tee to green basically for the last several years when you think of players that can dominate a golf course with ball striking tee to green overall best drivers of the golf ball in the world maybe one of the greatest overall drivers of the golf ball in the history of the game Brooks Kepka, D, uh, Dustin Johnson and, and Rory McIlroy the name on the top of that list this golf course is built for him. For a guy who's lived in that category in the top three, he is 80th this week in the field, tee to green. Um, I, I don't even know where to start with Rory. <laughs> is there head problems here? Like, what is going on with Rory McIlroy? Where do you? But he should be fighting for the lead right now. Well, and you know, Thursday he had 15 greens in regulation. He really did drive it okay on Thursday. He just putted brutally, 35 putts. It was it was ugly to watch. And then Friday, he gets off to this 
absolutely awful start. Um, five over through his first three holes, the worst three-hole start to any round of his major championship career. And from there, it, it sort of looked like full eject. It looked like he was done. And then the back nine, he, he reels off four birdies and six holes to make the cut. So it's sort of which Rory is going to show up. And, and for, for years, we have spoken about how frustrating it is to watch him hit wedges because he'll bomb drivers and have 102 yards and 120 yards and 98 yards and then hit it 40 feet left and at this sort of weird pull. And it seems like this year he sort of switched his his wedge trajectory to sort of this like cut, sort of spinny cut shot. And it's been a little more reliable. Um, but it seemed like yesterday on the on his back nine, so the front nine, he made uh, some more 15, 20 footers that you sort of have to make. And as, as Phil said in his clip, you can make putts on these greens. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're playing Augusta where you're, you're, you know, you're aiming at 10 feet right to hit it you know, towards the hole that way. So um, it's been a curious 36 holes for sure. Glad he made the weekend because with Rory, there's always a chance. I mean, he is 15 shots off the lead, so never say never. Um, but he'll, he'll need a low weekend for sure to post a good number. Listen, I, I think there are mechanical things going on in the wedge game that, for sure. that we talked about and we've been talking about for a long time. The difference between Dustin Johnson from five years ago and Dustin Johnson and today, uh, there's a, there's three major differences. He chose to go to a cut off the tee. Sometimes now he goes to that cut too often, I believe, Dustin Johnson. Especially in the wind, yeah. In the wind. But I think that was a big key change for him to get better. That cut put the ball in the fairway. Uh, worked hard on his putting. Obviously a better putter DJ uh, now than he was five, six years ago. But the big one is the wedge play. 100%. Uh, he takes advantage of 320-yard tee shots, takes advantage of 330-yard tee shots, because that's not an advantage if you can't hit a wedge. Uh, Rory has never been able to take advantage of the same uh, power and and the same advantage that he has off the tee that DJ and Kepka have because his wedge play has been. And what makes his long swing great, uh, that little change in direction where the club goes a little bit outside and kind of drops to the inside, uh, what makes him a brilliant driver of the golf ball, fairway player, long iron player, that change in direction, that layoff, uh, hurts you the closer you get to lob wedge. As the clubs get shorter and have more loft, uh, that 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 change in path. Well, and, it's, and it's plane. more of a one plane, you know, hitting a lob wedge. Right, right? Yeah. one plane move. And he, when he gets down there, he can't do it. And what he needs to do, if I was a swing coach, which I'm not, but if I could be, I'd say when we get to eight iron and down, we're going to make much shorter golf swings, much shorter golf swings. And, and get it as close as we can get Rory to a one-plane golf swing from eight iron down. Now, that still might not look like one plane no, to not, everybody else, not, yeah. but it would certainly be a huge reduction in, in the change in path Sure. And the change in plane on shorter shots. And here we are, how many years later, and they're still not doing it. Yeah, still so not doing it. I don't know. All right, on the uh, second hour, we're going to hear from Bob Weeks from Beth Page. We're going to hear Bob one-on-one with Team Canada, Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin, who both made the cut yes. at a very difficult Beth Page block. We'll uh, look at some other leaderboards from around the world of golf. There really isn't much going on other than the uh, U.S. Senior Women's Open. We'll take a look at that. And we'll have uh, winners, weird, and what coming up next with a little bit more uh, John Daly bashing, which was very enjoyable. Get the oxygen ready. Get the oxygen ready. It won't be as bad, but I got to follow up on some It was pretty good on TV. On TV, I lost my I haven't seen you that fired up in a very long time. It was a while. Uh, 20 Weeks of (laughs) TaylorMade continues. Don't forget, you must follow us on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. It's at Golf Talk Canada. 
Canna on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canna. You do both. You got twice a chance to win. Each week we pull a name. We do a lucky draw for over $20,000 worth in TaylorMade products. And this week you can win an M6 Fairway Wood. M6 Fairway Wood from TaylorMade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. That does it for Hour 1. Hour 2 coming up next. Remember, first good decision in the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thanks for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome to Hour 2, the back nine, Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeks, you will join us at the bottom of the hour from Beth Page Black. We'll also hear from Bob coming up in the next segment. He went one-on-one with Team Canada, Corey Carners and Adam Hadwin, who will both play the weekend at the year's second major. But it is that time, three-dub, winners, weird and what. And Scully, I have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Scully, my winner this week is John Daly for doing exactly what he should do, which is the first time he has done what he should do in quite some time. He shot (laughs) 75-76, and he gets... The hell out of here for the weekend. I don't want to see at Beth Page Black anymore. It was a freak show. It was embarrassing. Just because you have the right to do something, which I don't believe you do, because I think you're hiding behind a disability act that is meant for people with real disabilities, not for somebody that, you know, has abused their body for the majority of their career. Uh, the only thing missing here is a round in the 80s. I'm upset that we've got two rounds in the 70s from John Daly here. Rounds of, I'm, I'm trying to find him here. He didn't finish dead last, so that's unfortunate. That might have been the cart that saved him from dead last. <laughs> he shot rounds of 75 and 76. So unfortunate that he didn't put a, a round in the 80s, but he misses the cut. Bye-bye. Uh, can we stop this? PG of America, if you're listening... Stop this. Do what the USGA does. Uh, I'm actually going to defend the USGA, which never happens on this show. Hold the phone here. But at least put in a little fight next time and push back and say this is a professional sports event. This is not a disease that you were born with. This is not... Uh, this is not some type of uh, Casey Martin situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is you, John, who decided that the path... To the Champions Tour was through Hooters. <laughs> well, well, and did you hear the story as well? How the cart almost didn't make it there on time. Yes, yeah, and he almost missed his tee time. Yeah, because he refused to walk to the tenth tee and pick up his golf cart there. 
Now, I went on a massive rant on TV it was this a good week. Rant, I got to say, and uh, we got a lot of support. I got a lot of support from the golf community that felt exactly the way I felt, and were maybe not as boi- uh, boister- boisterous and as vocal mm-hmm. uh, and as transparent as I am with some of my opinions, and they uh, liked that I was. Now, there were a few people out there, and there were. I was continuing to chat with them on Twitter uh, today and yesterday. That I should uh, lay off John Daly. That he has done way more for the game of golf than anyone in the last 30 years other than Tiger Woods. And he is huge for the game of golf. And he, he should get a little bit of a break and a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. So my weird this week... <laughs> It's weird that there are people that have those views. And there are people that think that he's done something for the game. And I'm trying to find some statistical data and information to support this idea. And I can't see it. Does he increase TV numbers? No. Uh, Does he sell merchandise, move the needle inside PGA Tour superstores or Golf Town here in Canada or your local pro shop? I don't even know where that brand is even carried anymore. Not anymore. He, yeah. Maybe 15 years maybe, ago. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't understand that argument. So for the small percent of people that for some reason are attracted to the I left the gate up at the trailer park lifestyle, uh, maybe he's good for them. I don't know. I don't know any of those people personally. I guess they're out there. Uh, I point to uh, multiple suspensions on the PGA Tour, arrests in uh, alleged domestic abuse uh, um, uh, situations, uh, arrests for public intoxication at Hooters. So we're talking multiple uh, uh, problems with the law. Uh, Multiple times, uh, tin cut moments inside the ropes, making 13s, 18s, tossing golf clubs into water, tossing golf clubs into fescue at the Australian Open Mm -hmm. or into ponds. Uh, Before Phil Mickelson ever hit a moving ball at Shinnecock, it was John Daly who got frustrated at at uh, Pinehurst number two. The first time they had a U.S. Open there as the ball was rolling back to his feet because he couldn't hit the shot to the Donald Ross Greens. He smacked the ball away. To me, the layers of embarrassment uh, to the game and his personal embarrassment have far outweighed anything he has ever done for the game. Yeah, for sure. And it was it was a sight to see. It was uh, it's, it's sad, really, to see and you know why he was allowed to play and or use a card, I should say. And you know if if he can't walk the golf course, you I, I don't think he should be able to play, especially with no real disability. Just because somebody has not grown the you know what's to push back at you and you have the legal right to do something because no one has any guts doesn't mean you should. Just because you have the right doesn't mean at a moral or ethical level you should take a spot for somebody who deserves to be there. Mm -hmm. My what this week, and I spoke about this a little bit off the top with you, about Adam Scott. And for somebody, you know, you've played enough golf with me, Adam, to know that at any given day, I could be putting with any given style. Because now to bash the USGA, because I just supported them, so now I have to bash them. Of course, of course. 30 years after the horses left the barn, they decided to ban the anchor putter. Well, many of us were using that putting stroke for several years. 
because it was legal and because we liked it. And when it was banned, I kind of got lost in the wilderness as many recreational golfers and many professional golfers and top playing amateurs. Uh, over the years, they went, okay, now I've been using this anchor putter. What do I do? Oh, well, yeah. well, I don't think at the professional level it affected anybody more than Adam Scott and maybe Keegan Bradley. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam Scott has now, if you have saw, saw this weekend, has gone back to the broom handle putter. Now, this is the third putting this is the third putter and putting style we have seen from Adam Scott in competitive play in the calendar year of 2019. We have seen the broom handle. We have seen the pencil grip on a standard 35-inch putter. Mm-hmm. We have seen the arm lock from Adam Scott, a la Webb Simpson, Bubba Watson, Bryson DeChambeau. Three violently different. Very different. Uh and he's done it at majors. Completely different style masters, at the yeah. Masters than what he's doing. So my what this week is, I want to know what is making these decisions for Adam. He hasn't spoken openly about it. And his putting has gotten better. But what what has caused him to go back to the broom? Uh, from the art, like so, I, is it is, is it a statistical information that his team is crunching down? Is it a style of greens, speed, more break, less break, flat, flatter surfaces allow him to use a different yeah. style? He hasn't been open about it. I, I get the feeling like it's just I have no confidence in anything else. I need to go to this now. It's it's got to be trial and error. No, I mean, and and even like with the flag stick in, he did it for the majority of the holes. But yesterday there was a hole in the back nine. It was about an eight footer. He took it out. It was like, what are you doing? Scott? Right. But he made the putt. So I know. Sort of what are you doing, Scotty? Yeah. So I would love to have a bigger conversation. Yours truly is committed to the arm length, uh, arm oh. style putter. I am locked in. I'm doing it. You may see different putters, but the style is not changing. I'm going with it, and I've committed to it. And ever since I've done so, and it started with you and, uh, and yes. Carlsbad uh, with our match. Uh, yes, that, that, yes. That's what I was, and I haven't changed since, and it's helped. I'd love to see Adam commit to something that statistically. And with his fitters and team around, the numbers say this is what to go with and go with it. Time can only tell. All right, Adam, the T is yours. So so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. It's funny you actually said you're locked in, so your arm you're locked into your arm lock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll be here next week. I also yeah. said trailer park this morning <laughs> and hooters. Yes. So Yes. That's not good, eh? <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. Sorry, my my, my winner this week. Uh, I'm going a little a little on, on on a different route this week, and my winner is the feud between Brandel Chambly yes. and Brooks Kepka. Yes, uh, th- this has been a long-standing feud. Really, I'll, I'll just go through the timeline this year. Uh, Brandel Chambly was very critical of Brooks Kepka's weight loss, uh, allegedly for some sort of yes, uh, uh, sports illustrated body y- issue, y- y- right? some sort of where yeah. he'd be posing with nothing on. Right, and he said, for and I'm quoting him here. For him to change his body, his body chemistry, for vanity reasons, for a vanity shoot, is the most reckless self-sabotage that I have ever seen of an Ooh. athlete in his prime. Yikes. That's a little over the top. It's a little over the top. Then, uh, Brandel Chambly has his new podcast, and on that podcast, he was asked about players who could challenge Tiger. This was just after he won the Masters. Right. Chambly said DJ and Rory. He mentioned Rom as well, but no mention of Kepka. So, Kepka responded last week, uh, on, uh, tweeting out a Photoshop picture of Shambly wearing a clown nose, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. 
And before this week as well on Golf Central's uh, Live From show, uh, Shambly said, if uh, Kepka is truly a great, sorry, is Kepka truly a great player or is he just on a great run? Right. I've heard so, yes. And then so, so what the best part of this, I thought, was Shambly sort of admitting his mistake. So after the Thursday round, um, he said, under the situation, playing alongside Tiger, I couldn't come up with a better round I've ever seen. I've been flipped off a few times in my life, probably not as often as you think, but I felt like Kepka was giving me the finger for four and a half yep. hours today. I love that. That quote is awesome. That's perfect. Listen, there's a lot of Shambly haters out there. And part of the reason is, Scully, he talked, like, I'm, you know me, I'm super opinionated. I just gave you some pretty hard ones in Winner's <laughs> Weird and Why. But I'll stand by him when I'm wrong. Shambly talks out of both sides of his mouth. This week, he picked Tiger Woods to win the PGA Championship. It was his pick on the live desk. And this morning, he came out, last night actually, but the mm-hmm. quote went viral this morning, that anybody who thought that Tiger Woods could actually chase down Jack Nicholas is out of their mind. Uh, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Mm. But he goes from picking him to win One the PGA to, the to thinking, uh, to suggesting now that it's Fantasy Island and anybody who thought that was nuts. So, you know, Brandel, you can be as opinionated as you want, but pick a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I will say, you know, he, he does make a lot of excellent points. He does a lot of research, a lot of history, but uh, this back and forth I love was, your back was, and forth. was fascinating. Un- unbelievable. For sure. Uh, my weird this week is it was a moment that went viral uh, yesterday. <laughs> um, I just got a friend for yes. a text from my friend yeah, saying, it, it, Did you see this? Yeah, well, it was all over the internet. So, you know, as as guys playing golf, it's happened, you know, when you have some uh, too much water and, you know, you got to relieve yourself. And, <laughs> and so Dustin Johnson is in the trees in the fourth hole yesterday. He's taking a few practice swings and on the top of the screen, all you see as DJ's taking practice swings is John Rahm sprinting to the tree. <laughs> Pants didn't go all the way down, but uh, he was you know, he, he had to go. So uh, that happened. Uh, the real- This has to be on Winners Weird and What our TV uh, show. <laughs> this is my winner. I'm declaring it right now. My winner is John Rahm uh, The World is My Bathroom <laughs> segment at the PGA Championship. It was, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness is right. It was uh, it was wild to see, but uh, hey, John Rom, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. You got to go, when, you got to go. nature calls, right? Uh, my what this week is something that happened earlier in the week. Uh, we've seen Phil Mickelson pretty busy on social media with his uh, Cavs game and hitting bombs off the tee, but a lot of stuff with his Cavs. Bubba Watson decided to reply to Phil, and I believe we have the audio from that Instagram post. Hey, guys, Bubba Watson here. I was in the gym this morning working on the Cavs to try to hit high bombs. Then I thought about something. Let's go to the simulator, hit a couple drives, see what activates. We've heard in the past, you gotta activate the glutes. And look at this, look at right at impact, glute. Activation of the glute right there. That's what we need. Look right here, I have a little calf, but let's be honest. Phil Mickelson, you do have pretty calves, but you don't hit the high bomb. People wanna see the glutes, man. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome is right. And- <laughs> The, the, the weirdest thing about that video is that Bubba is tarp off. He is There's no yeah. shirt on. He's just yeah. hitting balls with his tarp off. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. But, uh, yeah, I mean, social. I mean, Phil on social media. I mean, He's the he, big he winner is. of the year right now. Yeah. For social media winner of the year, hands down. 100%. Usually it is uh, European Tour is the winner with the spring break in the oh, yeah, silver yeah. medal yeah. Si- si- silver medal category. Phil Mickelson, hands down, I think. Oh, yeah. 
for body of work in oh, 2019 sure. so far? Yeah. The winner right now. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Was... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, both Canadians made it to the weekend for the PGA Championship. Weeks he went one-on-one with Connors and Hadwin. We'll hear from them next. This is Golf Talk Canada. You're welcome. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino and Scully in studio. Weeks will join us momentarily live from Beth Page Black. Speaking of Weeks, he had the opportunity to speak with both our Canadians. Adam Hadwin and Corey Connors both making it to weekend play at the PGA Championship. Corey Connors with rounds of 72-72. Heads to the weekend of four over. He's actually one over par through his first three holes of his third round. Now at five over par, he had an opportunity to speak with Bob. All right, Corey, the same score is round one, but you got there uh, through a different method. Tell us about that second round. Yeah, I made a couple birdies, which uh, is nice. <laughs> Didn't do that yesterday, but uh, a little less consistent today. Uh, missed a few drives, which I was expecting. Uh, knew I couldn't keep hitting every fairway. It's just not realistic, and the course is challenging. It felt like overall it played a little bit easier today, but... Uh, yeah, a little up and down. Uh, made some mistakes with the putter, uh, which is disappointing. Been rolling the ball well, and yeah, just just had a couple of bad putts today that, that cost me some shots. But uh, yeah, it was it was okay. Nothing nothing special. Definitely thought it played easier. A round under par was definitely within reach today. Um, you talked about the putting. A lot of guys are saying that the greens here are so subtle that sometimes you tend to maybe overread them a little bit. Have you found that? Yeah, definitely. I. Tried to not do that, but I, I still have the, uh, there's not a lot of break, and they have the pins, or the whole locations, in some tricky spots where the ball just stops breaking. I had that happen a bunch yesterday, where the ball's just turning right into the hole, and it stops at the end, and yeah, I guess they, they know what they're doing. They're trying to trick us out here. Uh, so definitely have been overreading a little bit. You you want to see some break in some putts from mid-range, and, and they do roll pretty straight, so uh, yeah, hopefully uh, it's uh, to try it a little more this weekend and can make some. When you're in this position where you are right now, how, how tough is it to sort of sit on the bubble and wait for what might happen and uh, and to try and plan your, your weekend? Yeah, well, out of my control at this point. Um, wish I had shot a couple strokes lower, but I'm going to go do a little bit of practice this afternoon, try and tidy up the ball striking a little bit and then do some work on the greens. Um, just wasn't as aggressive as I would have liked and uh, missed my lines on a few of the putts. So try and uh, get back to the same routine and uh, hopefully tidy things up. And we'll uh, wish that uh, wish for some some poor golf, I guess. You never want to negative cheer people, but it's it's difficult golf course. So I feel okay with the position I'm in. Hopefully get a few more chances this weekend. The difficulty out here, the, the margin for error seems to be much more extreme than it is at a regular PGA Tour event. How difficult is it to manage that? Yeah, no doubt. There was a couple times today where I was a foot 
uh, from being in the fairway and you just got to lie where you have to hack it up the fairway. It's not fun, really, but um, it's challenging. Uh, it's a tough test here and something that uh, was prepared for. But yeah, you can be just a little bit off and you really have to pay. Um, coming into the greens, if you don't fly it quite far enough, hit in the rough on number two and hit a beautiful shot. And I, trying to hack it out of the rough and it just came up a few yards short and faced a difficult up and down from the bunker. Um, it's, uh, it's a tricky golf course. The conditions are really tough and it's, yeah, it's unlike anything we, we've played so far this year, a really tough test. In a weird way though, is, it, is that enjoyable because you're taking on such a tough test? Yeah, it is. I, I'm embracing the challenge. Um, obviously, like I said, I would have liked to score a little bit better, but it's a fun challenge. It's fun to be out there. It, you have to grind all day, every shot and something that I really enjoy. So yeah, hopefully you can uh, have some more fun out there. Right. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you. And Corey is presently 17 off the pace. Adam Hadwin also making it to the weekend rounds of 72 and 70. He'll start his third round at 1020. Eastern two over par, 14 off the pace. Also spoke with Bob Weeks. Adam, uh, second round in the books. Would I be fair in describing that as a bit of a scrambly round out there? Definitely. Um, yeah, the putter held me in early, uh, for sure. I'm at a lot of 7 to 10 footers for par, um, kind of in that middle stretch of golf. And then uh, finally got settled in, I guess. Started hitting some, some greens, had some good looks, which none of them went in. Um, yeah, just kind of a weird day. Is there anything to it, anything that you're going right or wrong in your game that's sort of causing that? Uh, no. Um, you know, you hit, hit good drives and, and you're just off just a little bit with the irons and um, pins maybe a little bit harder today. But, um, you know, I, I really thought that I played well. Like I said, I mean, I scrambled well when I needed to, um, settled in, started hitting some good iron shots. I just, I just couldn't make birdie putts today, that's all. When you start... Being a bit scrambly like that, how much is how difficult is it to resist that urge to, to press to to try and get a, a little aggressive? Yeah, well, it was nice because I was actually making the par putts today, so um, I, I never really felt uh, that urge at all to start pressing today. I knew I just needed to kind of find some rhythm into the greens, just really just hit some greens. Um, you know, I think I said to Joe at uh, maybe on 11 or something, you know, it'd be nice to have a tap in for par and not not be grinding for par and and then going up 15, I said, well, it'd be nice to actually make one of these birdie putts now. So uh, it's, it's a funny game. You know, I'm happy to, to have two more rounds at it, uh, and it was nice to end with a birdie. What do you do for the weekend? What's the plan? How do you uh, attack this golf course, or can you even attack it? Uh, well, I mean, there's certainly some guys attacking it today. Um, you know, I, felt, I really felt the way that I drove it today. I, I had some chances, too. Um, <clears throat> so I really just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Um, just keep trying to hit fairways. Uh, you know, if number's good, go at it, because um, the greens are still very receptive. So it's, uh, yeah, we'll see where we kind of net out this weekend. This weekend is still pretty big for you, I know, with uh, lots of points, lots of President's Cup. I know that's high on your list. Are you thinking about that in the back of your mind at all? Yeah, probably a little. Um, it's a big stretch of tournaments right now, uh, and then I can get myself off to a nice start uh, this weekend. And so, uh, yeah, it was nice to hit some really good quality shots coming down the stretch. Um, I, you know, I, I hadn't been able to cut the ball all day, and I hit a perfect little cut six into 17, and then uh, obviously, you know, two good shots and a putt on 18. So I've got some some confidence at least going into this weekend. Uh, I feel good. So just a matter of putting it all together. All right. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Bob. Adam Hadwin in a tie for 48th at two over, heading into the weekend at two over par, and he will be 14 off the pace going at 10:20 a.m.
this morning. On the other side, we will go to Beth Page Black and bring in Bob Weeks from the PGA Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to a PGA Championship Saturday edition of Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino in studio with Mr. Adam Scully. And now we head to Beth Page National Park to the Black Course and covering the PGA Championship for TSN. Our co-host and colleague, Mr. Bob Weeks. Weeksy, how are you this morning, man? Beautiful, beautiful. It's a gorgeous day here in uh, Farmingdale, New York, and... Uh... Looks like it's going to be a rain-free, sunshiny finish for the next two days. So all good here. Perfect weather for a parade. Before we get to <laughs> Brooks Kepka, um, I want to get your take on something before we get to Kepka and the performances of some of the big names, etc. There has been uh, some criticism, mainly from the guys that have missed the cut, like a DeChambeau, suggesting this is just a driving contest and the course is too tough and yada, yada, yada. I disagree with them. I think the PGA of America is doing a better version of the USGA than what the USGA has done over the years. To me, if you take take Kepka off this leaderboard, put him aside, throw him away, you've got Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott tied for the lead at 5-under. You've got great names at 4-under and 3-under. I think what you have is a perfectly brilliant, fair U.S. Open if you throw Kepka out. How do you feel about the setup in the golf course? Uh, I like it. It's it's kind of not quite PGA-ish, and it's not quite U.S. Open-ish. It's kind of like the love child of those two setups. <laughs> it's a little tougher than the normal PGAs, I think, even though some of those scores are pretty good. Uh, but you have to hit, you have to hit the ball in the fairway, and you have to be able to putt on the greens. And a lot of a, a lot of the focus at the start of the week was on on hitting the ball in the fairway. But these greens are so subtly devious. And the U.S. or sorry, the PGA of America has done a good job in putting pins in spots that um, there's no three or four or five foot sliders. It's like two or three inch sliders, and guys are getting fooled a little bit on the greens more so than I think they expected to do. Um, and that's that's a good testament, I think, to where the pins are being placed, and also to to a certain way that they're setting this golf course up. It is still uh, a power power guys golf course. You still have to hit the ball a long way, and if you're a guy like Brooks Kepko or DJ, and you're hitting it 320, um, you're going to have a bigger advantage if you put the ball in the fairway because you're going to go into a lot of a lot of holes here where you can cut some dog legs and where you can leave yourself some short irons coming into some of these these holes. So you know, it's it's what what DeChambeau says is not wrong, but I think it's pretty singular in focus. I think there's more to this course than than uh, what he's saying. Now, Bob, you mentioned some of the greens and, and the pin locations, but the golf course itself, when we shot Golf Talk Canada TV this week, it was 8 degrees Celsius, and you guys had about 100 layers on. Uh, and obviously today it's going to be closer to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, and, the, and tomorrow looks good as well. Over the span of the course of the week while, when you've been there, just how much has this golf course uh, changed? Um, it's interesting hearing some of the comments from some of the players. You know, at the start of the week, even with all the rain we've had, they were saying that the course was holding up pretty well. 
One of the more interesting comments that I've heard a couple of times here is how this is, you know, being this tournament being in May, this is the growing season. So, so everything's growing a lot here. And from the start of the day to the end of the day, the guys are talking about how the, the green speeds, even from the start uh, of a round to the end of a round, how the green speeds change because the grass is growing at such a clip here that it's, it's slowing up. Um, it's one of those things you never really think about when you're playing golf. But it is, it is interesting to watch towards the end of the day how many guys you see leaving balls short. And, you know, that's one of those things that's going to happen, I guess, if you're going to be up in the Northeast in May. It's just, it's just a, uh, a situational hazard, I guess. But, um, you know, it's, that, that to me is part of learning the golf course, part of understanding what's going on, and, and you've got to play it. Bob, what's a bigger surprise for you? Rory McIlroy not in this championship, Tiger Woods missing the cut, or Phil Mickelson even par through 36 holes? Um, that's a good one. I don't know. They're all surprising to a certain extent. I thought Tiger might actually make the cut here. I didn't know if he would contend. He'd sort of have to have everything firing perfectly. And coming off that emotional one at the Masters, I think, was, was uh, uh, maybe a, uh, a deterrent to him to kind of get, ramp himself up for this one. So maybe that's the biggest surprise. I, I did think he'd be around. But uh, it's, it's one of those situations where when you um, – when you see the uh, when you see the golf course and you see where Tiger was hitting the driver, I guess maybe we weren't surprised. Rory and Phil are also in that same situation. You know, it's um, Phil maybe the least of my surprises. Let's put it that way. I just think that uh, that what we've seen from him lately, it's always sort of a question mark as to which Phil's going to show up. All right, Bob. He's twelve under par. He's got a seven shot lead. This is looking like a parade. He breaks a thirty six hole major championship scoring record with one twenty eight, two clear of the previous record that was held by a large bucket of players over the last thirty years. Uh, you and I have, I, I, you know, on many occasions over the last twenty years, roughly just under twenty years, have suggested that the best performance we've seen, singular performance at a major, uh, was Tiger Woods at the two thousand U.S. Open. Uh, I think because of the level of difficulty, the fact he was the only player under par in the field that week, that, that will uh, be very hard to ever replace for me as terms of what is the best I've ever seen. But for just 36 holes, what you're seeing Kepka do to this golf course and this field, where's this stand for you and, and, and how good is this compared to everybody else? To me, you know, Mark, it's almost transformational in, in some ways. It's... it's um... I remember about 15 years ago, Gary Player at a scrum at the Masters talking about how what we were going to see in the future of golf was big, strong, athletic guys who could overpower golf courses. And he said, just you wait. These guys are going to dominate the game. And certainly we've had guys who've been strong and muscular like Tiger and Rory Furtick to a little extent. Um, but what you're seeing from Brooks Kepka to me is, is, I mean, he doesn't have any weak points at this part. He, when he hits it in the rough, he is so strong, and he has such a steep angle of attack, he can get the ball out of this junk like nobody else can. And when you're carrying it 340 in the air, um, you know, wet golf courses aren't, aren't, uh, aren't that much of a deterrent to you. And I think the one thing that he doesn't get enough credit for is his putting. It, it hasn't been absolutely perfect this week. But he may be the most underrated putter on the PGA Tour, in my opinion. And so when you factor that all in, it's, um, it's, it's, I guess it's surprising that he's got such a big lead and he is where he is. But then when you look at what he's got and where his confidence level is growing to, um, maybe it's not. You know, Maybe he's just uh, a guy who's got all, all the, the, the systems firing and he's had it for about two years now. And, and the record book, he's, he's kind of rewriting. I mean, he should be getting a lot more credit than I think he's, he's getting for the way he's played. 
He's been fun to watch for 36 holes, uh, that's for sure. Now, uh, Bob, one of the chasers here, Jordan Spieth, uh, he's seven shots off the lead, tied for second. He'll be playing in that final group uh, with Brooks Kepka. Obviously, this year has been a struggle uh, for Jordan Spieth, and of course, we discussed that last week uh, on this show. He has been one of the worst weekend players on tour this season, uh, but what are you expecting to see you know, from Jordan Spieth this weekend? His, his game looks uh, all, a whole hell of a lot better than it did, you know, a couple weeks ago. It does, and he's probably the antithesis of the uh, of, of the Brooks Kepka description I just gave you about a big, strong, burly guy who's <laughs> kind of overpowering the golf course. You know, Jordan really has to kind of finesse his way around here and, and rely on that putter, and we're seeing a little bit of that um, in the first few days. It's nice to see him near the lead of a tournament. It's nice to know that if he plays decent on the weekend, which is still a question mark, as you pointed out, Adam, mm-hmm. that uh, he might get his first top 20 finish of the year, which is <laughs> st- stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice to see him playing better golf, and, and in some kind of weird way, maybe the fact that there is such a big lead and it's so hard to catch this guy, that maybe Jordan will just kind of relax a little bit and, and play uh, you know, free-wheeled a little bit, saying you know, the chances of him catching Brooks if Brooks makes a couple of birdies today um, are slim, so maybe I can just sort of focus on my own game and, and maybe second place isn't too bad. <laughs> Bob, he is at 12 under par. Uh, the major championship record is 264, which is held by Brooks Kepka, the 2018 PGA Championship, and Henrik Stenson from a few years back at the Open Championship. He's at 128 right now. One round of 68, one round of 67, he's at 263, and he breaks the all-time record. He's at 12 under par. Do we see a new all-time scoring record in a major this week, and what's the winning number right now in your mind? Does he get to 20 or better? Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm, I just when we, when we arrived here at the golf course, we start our TV compound is at one far end, to come to the media center, we basically have to drive right through the middle of the golf course. And as we were going through, I was looking at some of the pins, and it looks to me like they've toughened this golf course up, <laughs> at least with whole locations today. There's a few that are pretty tight to the side. So maybe there's the, the PJs putting up a little defense for, uh, for Brooks and hoping that that doesn't happen. Um, still, having said that, if he continues to play the way he does, or he has, uh, yeah, I think every record in the book is, is, up, for, uh, is up for grabs. I suspect he may dial it back a little bit, um, knowing that he has such a big lead. Maybe he won't be, uh, you know, rolling right at the pin, or, or even even uh, he may be playing safer than safe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way he's going right now, I, I can't see if he keeps puts two more rounds together, like you said, like you know, a couple of sixty sevens or sixty eights. Then yeah, man, he's just going to smash everything. And, and Bob, also, uh, this is a big weekend uh, for Team Canada. Both Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin uh, making the cut this weekend at the PGA Championship. What have you seen uh, from these two guys? And, of course, th- th- this is a big weekend uh, for these guys, too, because, of course, it's a President's Cup here, and, and this is a big weekend for points. It is. Uh, Corey Connors has just been struggling with his putter. Mm-hmm. He has been tee to green pretty decent. In fact, the first round, he was best in the field in fairways hit, and, and I think tied for first in greens and reg. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can just see where it's, it's frustrating. I think 35 or 36 putts in the first round. Yep. Um, and, a, you know, Adam is sort of closer to a good good score than I think his game is showing right now. He's been flirting around with it. He got up and down seven times yesterday for par, uh, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it uh, around this, in this place as well. So he's the guy that I think if, any, if either one of those two is going to make a significant move today, I, I'm looking for Adam. 
Uh, but they're both they're both comfortable. Uh, Corey's a very smart player. He knows where to hit the ball. He's a solid driver of the ball and keeping the ball in the fairway a little more than he did in round two, more like what he did in round one could lead to a lower score, too. He's out there right now uh, battling it out, so we'll, uh, we'll keep our eye on both of those guys. Bob, uh, two quick things before we let you go. One, thanks for slashing Daly's tires in the cart. I appreciate that. I know you're busy down there, and it, uh, you took the time to do that for me, so thank you. And two, uh, keep your head up. Those cameras are everywhere. The world is not your washroom, and CBS has more cameras. So those two things, just those two, and you'll be fine the rest of the way, Bob. That's perfect. I'll, I'll use that advice. And, uh, and uh, John Daly's cart's available, so I might take that around to go around a little bit today. We'll All right. see. That's He's beautiful. Free. Bob, have a great weekend. We'll see you uh, Tuesday for uh, Golf Talk Canada TV shooting. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Safe Bob. travels. Bob Weeks from the PGA Championships. Awesome. And uh, PGA, not only on TSN TV at 11 a.m. Eastern, but TSN Radio here in TSN 1050 in Toronto. And most of our affiliate stations oh. coast-to-coast will be airing the radio feed of the PGA Championship over the weekend starting today as well at 11. So TSN continues to be your home for major championship golf. So whether you're in the car and you want to listen to it on the radio or whether you're at home with your feet up on the couch, either way, enjoy Enjoying a bag of cheesies. Oof. The John Daly diet. <laughs> well, the best with John Thanks. Daly. Before we, before we go, we'll go to break. The McDonald's cup in the cart. Did you see the, yeah. that XL? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. That's it. That's what he needs. Another the large cup, pop. The cup, darts. Like, he yeah. was ready. Having the time of <laughs> yeah. his life. Probably was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you get the uh, the the band surgery, yeah, uh, they don't they tell you to lay off the large pops. Mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Not a doctor. You're not. Oh, you're not a doctor. I've played oh. one on radio on occasion. Oh, but but uh, my instincts suggest that when they, no. they tie the stomach with the That's band, no they, they no. say, "Listen, yeah. maybe mix in a water. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. some water. You yeah. know." Maybe the, maybe the sugared pop, yeah. not the play. Just you are fake news. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the Donald was going to chime in at, at some, some point. point. Yeah, yeah. He's always <laughs> All right. On the other side, we'll wind it down. Final thoughts on the PGA Championship. We'll take a look at the other leaderboard. That's really it. The one. I think there's just one. As the world of golf shuts down for the PGA Championship, there is one leaderboard. On the other side, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we unwind today's show. At 11 a.m., the coverage begins. PGA Championship, 11 a.m. Eastern on the TSN Radio Network and TSN Television for the year's second major, the third round. Brooks Kepka with a seven-shot lead. Before we get back to the PGA Championship, let's do some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club. Since 1906, the home of golf in Durham now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for 2019. Find out how you can join. Visit Oshawa. OshawaGolf.com, tradition, community, golf. Very quiet in the world of golf outside the PGA Championship. The USGA hosting their U.S. Senior Women's Open. Helen Alfredson to over par. She is your leader. That's good for a one-shot lead over Laura Davies. Canadian Laura Kane, Laurie Kane, excuse me, 10 off 
the pace, and of course, the PGA Championship. We're all focused on can history be made, scoring records. Brooks Kepka, 12 under par, good for a seven-shot lead over Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott. They are tied for second at five under. Daniel Berger, Duster Johnson, Kelly Kraft at four under, along with Matt Wallace and Luke List. And Justin Rose, alone uh, in ninth at three under par, nine off the pace. Other chasers at even, two under, etc. But at, when the leader's at 12 under, Adam, how far down this leaderboard do you go? I don't go past second at this point, really, maybe third, but I think this is all down to Brooks. It's really a matter of not does he win, but how much he wins by, simply because we are either on the verge of a potential record performance or on the verge of a potential record uh, choke. Uh, I don't want to use that, but that's really one or the other. That's that's the narrative. How, you know, how big can he win by, or is he going to have one of the largest collapses we've seen in major championship golf? Unlike Jordan Spieth, unlike Adam Scott, unlike Dustin Johnson, unlike the other names on this leaderboard, the one thing we have never seen from Brooks Kepka is a collapse when he's had the chance to win a major championship. He has closed the deal every time. This will be his fourth major in his last eight starts. He will be, as you outlined, the quickest ever to four majors in a two-year span from the first to the ever from first to fourth. He's at 128. You need rounds of 67, 68 or better to break the all-time scoring record. Uh, I'll throw it to you. Does he set a new scoring record of 263 or better? And in relation to par, what's the winning number right now for Brooks Kepka? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to break the record. I, I really think that they're going to try, I, as Bob was alluding to, not trick up the golf course, but maybe put pins in some different spots. And I mean, you got to think at some point this is going to get in his head and maybe play a little too conservative. You would think, I mean, he seems pretty robotic. Um, if you look at the stats, his third round scoring average is T87 with 70 on the nose. So if he shoots in 70, he's still going to have the lead unless someone really goes off. As for winning score, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 15. 15 under? 15 under? Yeah. I like 18 under. I think he breaks the scoring record. And I think he shoots 18 under par. Wow. I see. Uh, wow. I see. Uh, I, I just. I, I don't see how he, unless like something. Dra- the weather's getting better. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't happy with the way he Course hit it. He shot firmer. 65. Yeah. I just see 18 under par and a new total scoring number yeah. of 263 or better. Obviously, if he's 18 under par, I think that's actually we're set to 262. Uh, which means he would beat the scoring record by two shots. But I see, I see an epic performance. And uh, if someone gets it tight, we must say get it tight. But if anyone else gets in focus on this leaderboard, who is it for you? I think it'll be DJ. Yeah. If anybody at all, I think it's Dustin and Kepka in the final group tomorrow. Uh, and I think uh, DJ. Here's and I said this. To, I said this. It's funny we're having this conversation now. But yesterday, after talk was on the phone talking with Jeff McDonald, mm-hmm. just chatting golf. I said it's going to be Kepka by a mile over DJ, who's a mile ahead of the next. Oh group. wow! That's what I see this over the next third. I think DJ separates himself from third, fourth, fifth, sixth, etc. But is still so violently separated mm-hmm. from Kepka. I see. That's what I see. Almost similar. Uh, to a lesser degree than when we saw Henrik Stenson and, and Phil oh, Mickelson yeah. do, because Phil stayed with Henrik. It was two guys separating themselves from the rest. This is two guys separating themselves from the rest, mm-hmm. but a big gap between one and two. That, yeah. I, I almost see that coming. It's it's tough to disagree with that. Um, I mean, 
I'll I'll substitute one guy. I'll throw Justin Rose in the mix as well. Um, he sort of didn't really know where his game was going to Wells Fargo. Had a good week and seventy sixty seven so far. Uh, I I don't see Jordan Spieth hanging around. I, I he'll have his best finish of the season. I really believe. I think he'll finish in the top ten. His previous fin- best finish is T twenty. T21 at the Masters. Um, I'm really curious to watch Adam Scott this weekend. Um, it, you know, is that hot putter going to continue? Shot 64 on Friday, really, with the, on the strength of a putter. So I'm curious to see how those guys can battle. And, you know, if Kepka does falter at all, you know, um, I, I don't see it happening, but I mean, hey, you never know. You never know. It is major championship golf. Well, you know, we said that about Molinari, and look what he did down the stretch yeah. at Augusta. The one ch- difference about Beth Page Black is, you know, there's a lot of bogeys out there. Uh, I guess you can find doubles if you if you try to bite. It. I, I just, think if if you drive it sideways and try to play too much of the next shot, yes, you know, you know, go go rough to rough or you know, come up short. Then that's where the doubles and higher scores can happen. But I, you know, if he's a, if Kepka has a seven shot lead and and he has a, a lie that's gnarly at all, right. he's just gonna pitch it out or just flexes. His guns and, and get there. Almost anyway. as big as guns as you. Well, almost as big I, as guns I've as tried you. to do the 225, 15 reps. I got the 10 reps and almost died. So, really? You know. No, stay <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it this way. Justin Rose has to play seven under par over the next two days to get to 10 under. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin Johnson has to be six under par over the next two days to get to 10 under. If someone gets to 10 under, in your world, Kepka wins by five, and in my world, he wins by eight. That's with somebody else getting the double digits. So really, this entire tournament doesn't really come down to how anybody else plays. It really comes down to how Brooks Kepka plays. Yeah, and if to he's going to gag it, he's going to let other people in it. If not. And if he even just goes cruise control, just plays well, not even good, if he just plays well, He's going to win this tournament by a large bucket. But if he plays well in his mind, he's going to get to 24 under. Probably. Right. I'm just talking I'm talking well, like just in the regular PGA yeah. Tour yeah. or golf fans. Solid mind. golf. Just a regular day of golf. Just, uh, yeah. hey, I went out, yeah, kind of kept it clean, made a few putts, no big mistakes, 69. If he does that, 70. He's going to win this tournament in a walk. Yep. You're right. And that's, that's, you know what it makes for? It makes for very bad Sunday television. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. But it makes, especially after what the major that we're coming off yeah. at the Masters. Adam, thanks so much as Thank always. Thank you, sir. It's been fun. Uh, enjoy your weekend. I know you you're, I know you're efforting all weekend. You're working very hard. There will not be a lot of golf in your long weekend. I know weekend. there's golf coming for you very soon. I know. I'm going to go play my first nine of the year, the there Toronto Hunt this afternoon. So looking forward wow. to that. So uh, we got to get out soon. Read it, roll it, hold it. That's it. Read it, roll it, hold it. I will see you Tuesday <laughs> yes, for sir. our taping of our one hour, 60 minute Golf Talk Canada special. And do not forget, 20 Weeks TaylorMade continues. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Golf Talk Canada for 20,000 in prizing. And TSN is your home for major championship golf, 11 a.m. Eastern on TSN Radio Network and TSN Television. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.